You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie, and this is another episode of the Nursepreneur podcast. And today on uh, this episode, I have Kara Lunsford, who started out her nursing career in pediatric oncology. Now, after working for many years inpatient, she's been in the world of home infusion and worked for numerous home health agencies, pharmacies, and as a director of nursing. So recently, she and her friend Marsha created an app that's called the Blue app, and it's streamlining processes for companies. So while simultaneously creating a qualified nurse database, and we're going to find out more about what this is and how we can use it. So Kara, welcome, uh, and it's so good to talk to you. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, can you just, I like to start out with like a little bit of background, like what kind, I know I just said you're a pediatric oncology nurse, but how did you get into nursing? Was this your first career and, and you know, what was, what brought you to pediatric oncology? Cause that sounds really sad. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So uh, funny enough, it actually wasn't my first career. My, my first career was as a sign language interpreter. Wow. Way to college. And uh, at one point, I was at Cal State University of Northridge, and I was interpreting the biology of cancer class uh, for the second semester in a row. And, uh, and I discovered that I had a real passion for, um, for the medical industry and um, in healthcare. And I thought, you know what, I think I want to change my career. And I thought maybe I would go and Med, and then I thought maybe I was too old <laughs> to go into pre-med. So then I decided, you know what? Um, and I, I processed becoming uh, a nurse. I went to Los Angeles uh, County USC, um, which is a, a nursing school that's been around since uh, before in the 1900s, if you can believe it. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was a, a really great, uh, great college. And straight out of there, um, they tried to recruit me into county, but then I was like, no, I don't want to work for county. Uh, I wanted to work for Children's Hospital Los Angeles was really my, um, my passion. And I wanted to work in oncology. So I, I've always um, loved working with kids. Um, and then I, you know, I kind of had this passion around trying to understand cancer and um, wanting to care for the, the people that are afflicted with it and also the families. So um, I did that for about eight years of my career. And, um, and I experienced a burnout, like an ex a, a pretty extreme amount of burnout. I would even venture to say like, little bit of post-traumatic stress. <laughs> like um, After I had my son and I had been away from it for a few months, I went back into it and realized, I don't, I don't think I can do this anymore. Um, I just felt too close to home. Now I had a child. Every child seemed like my child. <laughs> um, and even though I, I loved my career and I loved the people that I worked with were like, my family. Uh, it was very, very hard to leave. 
uh, I decided to try, you know, a few other types of nursing. Um, I went into home health. When I went into home health, uh, I had like all the same patients I had inpatient were now my home health patients. I had like a bunch of pediatric cancer home health patients. And I was like, oh man, I really need to like, <laughs> I really That's rough. need to get out of this, man. It is following me. And uh, so, and I decided to go into administration for a little while. Um, I did about two and a half years as director of nursing for a, a concierge home health in Los Angeles. And while I was doing that, I was also working on my own business. Um, I had identified several things that I thought I wanted to change. Um, one of them, and probably the main one being that I wanted to create a community for nurses. I wanted there to be like a place where like they could have everything. They could have uh, professional opportunities, a place where they can keep track of all their stuff. Uh, a, but most importantly, a place where they would find support and they would feel valued for the work that they do. Um, because when you can put people together in one space and then you have like strength in numbers, right? So then I can go to like big companies and big airlines and say, hey, we're a, we're a community of nurses. We care for other people. And, you know, these people need to feel valued and, you know, to get them discounts and, you know, just better deals on stuff. I just don't think a nurse should have to pay full price for a plane ticket. <laughs> like ever. I agree. Like, <laughs> like ever. I just, I'm like, you know what? You you guys are like benefiting from the fact that we're on your plane. <laughs> yeah. free medical help yeah exactly yeah. no you're, you're always asking us to raise our hands you know like are there any medical professionals on this plane so I, i'm like why why are we paying full price we shouldn't be paying full price um and and really just being able to like give back to the community whether it be um you know pay for an inner city kid to go to nursing school or provide mentorship opportunities for people who want to go into nursing or just nurses who need mentors um, and then volunteer opportunities and, and everything. So we were working with the American Red Cross as well. And so the American Red Cross wants to utilize what we've created to, um, uh, to mobilize nurses, you know, in, in the event that there's a disaster. Um, so, so, the reason really behind it was just trying to create like an all encompassing place where nurses could exist and cohabitate together and communicate together. Those are some things that we're going to put into the app later on. But um, yeah, that's, that's kind of like my history and like how I came to create Holly Blue. So, um, how did, so you, you had this idea that you wanted to build a community, but did you know that you wanted to build an app? Like, did you go through other iterations of that? Like maybe a Facebook group or something? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I, I felt like there was like so many Facebook groups, right? Like there was like, show me your stethoscope and one of the largest, uh, um, of the, of the Facebook pages. And, um, and, and so I saw that that had kind of already been created, but then I also felt that things were moving in a way where 
uh, nurses are kind of on the go and moving around. And I thought, you know what, it'd be nicer to have an app, um, something where they can create a profile and they can um, keep track of everything. And uh, if they see a company that, that looks interesting to them, they can connect with that company. And if that company has work, that company can reach back out to them and kind of ping them through the app. And so I thought, you know what, we're, we're moving towards more of like an app-based world. And so I wanted to kind of keep up with that, that technology. Okay. Can people communicate on your app? Is that something that you saw for them? So, so that's something that we, we want to add into the next phase. Um, it's something that I'm working with my developer on is like, you know, a uh, kind of a forum and a, a, a place, uh, a chat place kind of for, for nurses to communicate with each other. Okay. And when you decided that it was going to be an app, um, did you know people in the IT world? I mean, how do you even start something <laughs> like that? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. And that, you know, man, uh, you know, it's, it's all these things like shoulda, coulda, woulda, if I had known better, I would have done this and that. Um, but I, I, I went and I interviewed, I didn't even have a partner that was a tech person. So like, I, I recommend to any listeners, like any, anyone who's listening to this, if you're going to go into the tech industry, make sure you get a tech partner. One of your partners is like, not your buddy, not your neighbor, not your, <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Let's do this. Um, make sure you get like a tech partner. Uh, somebody who has experience in developing and, and everything, because that I, I'm kind of, I put the cart before the horse a little bit. Like I, I'm kind of like having to do that now as I already have a built and developed product. Um, but I did, I was fortunate enough to find a really good developer and the developer that I found was based out of Los Angeles, which was really important. I think a lot of times in technology, we try to go, we, we try to go uh, cheap and um, because we're trying to do it, you know, as uh, financially responsible as possible. But um, in technology, you really, you want to be careful about that. Um, so I, I did find a developer that was based out of Los Angeles. They do have a Philippines branch, um, but every developer does. Like they have to, because they have to work like 24 hours around the clock. So when they shut their doors, like here in Los Angeles, someone's like opening their doors in Philippines. Um, and they just have to do that to stay competitive. So anyone you find, if you try to find somebody that just doesn't have a, a foreign branch, it's, uh, it's unlikely that you're going to find that. Um, but they are, but our developer did have, um, they, they did have employees. So it was really important to me that my, uh, the intellectual property was safe and that it wasn't just being kind of punted over to another country and you know, these are just a bunch of independent contractors or something. These were actually employees of the company, but they lived in the Philippines. Okay. So that was really important to me. And I, I think that if anyone is going into tech, they should kind of make sure to ask those questions. Um, so uh, the other, the other thing was, is that, uh, you know, if, if you go with a, um, with a, with a developer, you really want to make sure that like, 
you know, you can walk into their doors. Like, that's why I said, like, make sure somebody is local where you can like walk in their doors and ask questions because there are like a lot of issues around an app never getting finished and you've paid, you know, X number of thousands of dollars and, and the app doesn't get finished. And, and where, what are you going to do? Fly to India? <laughs> <laughs> Start knocking on some doors? <laughs> excuse me <laughs> are you my app developer um it's <laughs> unlikely you're gonna find them so uh so yeah it's uh, uh the app store maybe people don't know this and maybe people who have built apps do the app store is like a gauntlet and um they uh they're like the worst mall cop and the worst building inspector combined <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that <laughs> so <laughs> basically they have an inflated sense of self-importance when it comes to reviewing your app so you get a reviewer you get somebody who reviews your app and it gets sent to them from your developer for review to see if it's if it qualifies to go onto the app store the app store is um uh they're very discerning when it comes to what apps they allow on their app store. And so they put it through a very um, intense process of, of review. And if they find something, they, they don't go through the entire app and make a list of the things that need to be changed. The minute they find one thing, they send it back to the developer. And then the developer has to understand what needs to be done, fix it and sent and resubmit it. And then you start a 48 hour waiting process all over again until they find the next thing that they want to send back and they punt it back again. And then it comes back again and it's 48 hours from that point. Oh my God. <laughs> and God forbid the developer have a question about what was wrong because if they have a question, the reviewer has seven days to respond. Wow. So, so the developer, you have to count on the fact that the developer knows what to fix because if they don't know what to fix and they have a question, then they, then it's like seven days. So you can just be sitting there waiting seven days for the reviewer to get back to you. And their answer might just be yes. And then like, and then, but there were three questions. And, and, and if it's still not clear and they write back to them again, it's still another seven days for them to respond. It's really, really. So that's why I cannot express enough that anyone wanting to go into tech really make sure to do your, your research and make sure you get like the right person. Don't, don't go cheap. Don't go with your like buddy. It's somebody who's like, yeah, I can build an app. I think I can figure it out. Like, don't do it. <laughs> it's so funny because it's like a running theme that, you know, I can do everything myself. I can do like, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's just like, yeah, you, at some level, one of your biggest lessons in business is that you have to delegate or relegate things to other people that you're not going to be good at everything and that you need some guidance. Yes. That's so, it's so important. And, um, and you know, this, it, it it, technology can be very, very expensive. I, I know firsthand how expensive <laughs> it is. So, um, and it's a lot of friends and family. You know, in the beginning, you're, 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 you're getting a lot of investment from friends and family, 
um, if you're lucky enough to have friends and family who, who believe in what you're doing and, and have the, the money to be able to help you. Because oftentimes uh, it's very hard to get investors until, um, until you know, you've kind of proved your proof of concept, right? Um, and then, and then you can sometimes get developers who line up, but the, for the, uh, or investors that line up, but, uh, what I was told time and time again, and, and they said, it's about the team. It's like 90% about the team and like 10% about like the product that you have. So, uh, when they say team, I didn't really know what that meant. I was like, well, these are, we're all nice people. What do you mean? <laughs> like we seem like a, a nice team of people. Um, that's not what they mean <laughs> by team. When they mean team, they're looking for who, who is the person who is the most knowledgeable in, in this area. So like for me, um, I was the, the subject matter expert, right? When it came to, um, to nursing, not to say that I know everything that there is to know about nursing, but I, I'm a nurse and I'm the one who had an idea about how to help nurses and how to help the community. So I'm like the subject matter expert. But then when you have tech, they're expecting that you have your other partner should probably be like a CTO. And then they, that person should really have like a, um, a really great resume. Like, oh, they used to work for Google. They don't anymore. By the way, you can't have somebody who works for Google who's also part of your team because Google owns everything they do and every code they write. Oh, well. So, that's yeah. good to know. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you get somebody who wants, they have to quit Google and then come work with you. Um, uh, but, but having a really great resume is what investors are looking for. They want to see this guy who has an MBA from Harvard and, a, you know, used to work for Netflix. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, uh, it, that's what they mean by a really strong team. Because that's what investors are looking for. I'm I'm learning all of this kind of uh, because that is not the type of team I put together. So I'm kind of having to put my team together after the fact. So uh, anybody who's listening, don't do it after <laughs> before. <laughs> so um, are you looking to get investors now? Is that the stage you're in? So I'm in funding right now. So I'm in the middle of seed funding, and I have a a foreign investor actually who is is coming in from Hong Kong and uh and so I'm so oftentimes when you're doing seed investment some some of you may know this um you know it's this is not really where you have a valuation you don't really have a valuation of your company until like a series a uh in investment so in seed funding it's still a little bit like well, I really need this money and how much of my company am I willing to give you for it? Um, and it's, it's kind of a negotiation. It, it, there really is no valuation at this point. So I could say, oh, well, I think my company is worth 5 million. And the seed investor could say, no, I think your company is worth 2 million. And this is how much I want for X number of you know, investment. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely been um, an experience, uh, but what I realized is that when you want something to succeed, and, and I want this to, 
I, I really, really want my company to succeed. A, because I'm poor as dirt. And, <laughs> um, and I've pretty much leveraged every um, uh, resource I have in my life, including my, my home and my family members and my friends. So um, I, this, this, has to, this has to work. But um, that being said, um, you know, it's, you, you can't, you can't hold on to your company. Like you can't hold on to a massive amount of control of your company. I think my first lesson was that my, it's my job to make this company succeed. So I have to do whatever I have to do. And if that means, you know, letting go of a, a big percentage of my company so that it can succeed, then that's something I have to do because I can own a lot of nothing or I can own a little bit of something. <laughs> so, um, so that's, yeah, so that's, that's been like a, a big lesson. So what is the time frame here? What, where, how did you go from like idea to where you are now? Are you talking like six months or oh, six no. years? <laughs> oh God, no. Six months. I wish, I wish it had been six months. Um, it was from the time of concept all the way to the time where I actually released it on the app store uh, was about two and a half years. Okay. So I went on your, your, I signed up for an account and, you know, I saw that you have all these nurses there and that looks great. So from a, I have a, a concierge nurse business service, right? So yep. if I had a job, could I put that, post that on your app and then see if nurses in the area were available for that? Is that, would that be something? Yeah. So, so essentially what, what you can do is, um, and we have a couple of concierge nurse um, businesses that are on on Holly Blue, um, and uh, typically what they do is they they connect with nurses on on the app that they that they think um, would work well for them, whether they're geographically situated near um, most of their their clients or their you know where they get most of their assignments, or they just have the experience and expertise that they're looking for. So they'll connect with these nurses. And then what you can do is, is you can send out an assignment. So like, let's say you had a, a, a client that you needed to service in 90210 area code. You know, that for us, that's, you know, very common. Obviously, Beverly Hills is a big, um, uh, it's a big central point for, for especially for concierge uh, nursing. So let's say, you know, you had a patient that you needed to be seen in, in that 90210 area code. You can send that assignment out to all of your connected nurses. Um, and it'll ping them. It'll say, oh, you know, uh, this company has a, a date of service from, you know, this time and, and it's, it's 12 hours and uh, it's, it's just for bedside monitoring or it's for a pick line dressing change or whatever it is, you know, maybe it's infusion care, maybe it's, and then you can indicate what type of specialty you're looking for. So if you're looking for a specific specialty, you can, you can select that in the assignment area so that the nurses are aware that that's the specialty you're looking for. You can send it to all of those connected nurses or 
you can send it to just a, a targeted group of your connected nurses. So like, let's say you want to send it only to the nurses that have oncology experience because this patient is an oncology patient and they're just coming out of the hospital and they need a few days of care and you only want to send it to the nurses that have oncology experience or they have and and they know how to access a portacath. Um, you can actually filter through your nurses and select the ones that are just it'll it'll auto filter and then you can send it to just those people. So the reason why I did this was because when I used to be a director of nursing, it, it was really hard for me. I I didn't know what my nurses were capable of. I had maybe a hundred nurses that were contracted with our company and we couldn't, you know, if somebody were to say, well, how many of them speak Spanish? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like one's name is like one, her last name is Ramirez, but maybe she just married a guy whose last name was Ramirez. Like I, she probably doesn't speak Spanish. I'm not trying to like profile my nurses, you know? So it's like, so, um, so, you know, I realized that I didn't even know much about the people that were working for me, let alone other people that maybe I wanted to contract. So that was kind of why I built the app the way I did, because the app was specifically for nurses and the nurses could select what their specialties were, what their languages, what languages they speak, what they, what their skill sets are like, you know, um, and that way it helps people like us who are trying to find those nurses because really at the end of the day, we want to provide great patient care. And by providing great patient care, we're putting like the best matched nurse with the patient, right? Um, and so, so that was part of the idea behind how we, how we send out an assignment. Yeah. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Because we had just had this long conversation in my Facebook group where we we're talking about, you know, one of the nurses has a concierge nurse service and her employee had called out and she's like, you know, and I'm, she's working this other job and how do I find these other nurses? So we started saying, well, maybe you could just get a text list of, of nurses that you could ping everyone. So, and then I saw your, your app and I'm like, oh my God, this is the answer. <laughs> this would be perfect. And I have other nurses that run concierge, uh, I'm sorry, IV hydration clinics. And it's the same yeah. thing. Like, you know, when somebody wants a concierge IV hydration, you know, you can't spend your whole day texting people to see if they're available. It's just, and you don't, yeah. you don't want to pay them one call, but so yeah. this would be like an amazing um, solution. Yeah. Right. I, exactly. I, you know, I felt like it's great for nurses to be connected with a lot of different companies. So they're like, oh, I can you know, I can do that. I can, you know, I, I have time where that's nearby to me. Because on the app, it actually shows you assignment tab in the app. And then you go up into the upper left-hand corner. There's a little um, map icon. And you click on the map icon and it changes it to a map. So, because when I used to be out in the field, I would have people calling me 
or texting me saying, can you see a patient in 90066? I'm like, I don't know where 90066 is. <laughs> so I, I <laughs> like, I need to, you know, I'm like, how do I know where that is? I'm in 91401, you know, so I, so I, I created it so that you can go to the map view. You can kind of zoom in. This is where the assignment is. Oh, that's 200 miles from me. No, I'm not going to that. Or, oh, that's five minutes away. Yeah, I could totally go do that right now. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, that was, I, I tried to build things in that were like problems for me personally problems for me problems for me as a field nurse and problems for me as a director of nursing so like because I'd been on both sides of it and so I knew that there were there were issues on yeah and I, I think that's an important part of any business is having the problem you see a problem and you just you provide there's so many different solutions to every problem right but this is a really unique and different type of solution to this and oh my god I mean I can see applications all kinds of stuff even if you went to hospitals you know and they need agency nurses or agencies you know, just there's so many things that this could apply to right yeah, I, the, I think the thing that I'm really the most excited about is is the community aspect of it. Um, I just even when I was a even when I was a new nurse, and uh, I've now been a nurse for like 11 years. But when I was a new nurse, uh, my boss said to me, "You have to join a committee." I don't know how many uh, nurses. Uh, listening to this also have to, you know, join committees when they're at the hospital, but usually you have to, you're like retention and recruitment committee or, you know, <laughs> some kind of committee, right? And uh, I said, well, I want to create my own committee. And he's like, of course you do. <laughs> of course you want to. You're such like a troublemaker, Karen. Like, seriously. Like, you just can't toe the corporate line ever, can you? I'm like, no, not, not really. Um, so I created a, a committee called the Supportive Care Committee. And the point of the committee was to support patients, families, and nurses through end of life. And because I realized that so many nurses were having problems, you know, like coping. Maybe they'd lost five patients in that week, you know, and and they just, they had nobody to talk to. They were just leaving, you know, leaving work and, and going, uh, you know, going on to their next shift and just business as usual. And I thought this is, you know, you're not going to get people who are going to be able to sustain this work if they're not cared for through the process. So so we created the, the supportive care committee and then we started doing uh, retreats for nurses a couple of times a year. And the retreats would have, we'd have a social worker there uh, who would do um, a, a grief seminar. Um, and we, we had, you know, yoga and meditation 
we had speakers that would come and talk to the nurses. Um, one time we had a mom that came and spoke about the children that she had lost two children to cancer. And, uh, and, and she came and she spoke to the nurses and it was so wonderful for them to, to hear from her. Um, and, and that is really what I've become most passionate about in my life is just helping these amazing people to be valued and appreciated and just have everything that they need to have in order to do this work. Because I think we're going to lose nurses more and more and more um, because it's because the work is hard. It is hard and it's something that I see with my nursepreneurs is just the the nurse that I typically attract is burnt out and she needs something else you know she needs to channel her energy and her all of her expertise into something other than working at the hospital so because yep. it is hard it is very hard <laughs> and you don't get a lot of credit for it so but yeah um, and I'd love to be able to you know I, I'd love to be able to at some point um, for Holly Blue to be so successful that we are that we're funding that we're fund generation of nurse entrepreneur um that that would be wonderful and so uh just to kind of wrap this up because this has been great i you know i really appreciate your time and talking to us about this uh but what do you see for the future what like what is your big vision for holly blue um, my big vision for Holly Blue is that um, Holly Blue will be synonymous with the word nurse. That if you're a nurse, that you're here, you're in this community, you're being taken care of, and, um, and that we are providing you with every resource possible um, to make your life, your personal and your professional life better. So should all nurses sign up for Holly Blue? Is that something that they should do? I would love that. I, I would love for I would love for every single nurse in the United States to sign up for Holly Blue. Um, it, it's a free app, um, and right now there's an option to to upgrade for certain um, uh, perks. Those things will kind of be changing over time. There's certain things that I'm going to push into the free app that were originally part of like a paid paid tier. Um, uh, I'm going to push a lot of those things into the free app. Um, and then down the road, we might, you know, uh, have like a small membership fee if we want to do special things, special events and stuff like that. Um, but it would be a very small nominal fee, like five bucks a month or something like that, something very little. All right. Well, you know, we totally want to support you and I'm going to encourage as many nurses as I can to sign up for you. <laughs> and like I said, I already signed up myself. So, and I'll get all my nurses to sign up um, so that we can maybe work through that. So. Great. Well, thank you so much for the time today. It was really great being able to talk to you and, and, and talk about something I'm so passionate about. Yeah, no, I can definitely hear it. Well, thank you so much, Kara. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Have a great day and Merry Thanks. Christmas. Happy Thank holidays. you. You too. Bye. -bye. <laughs> All right. Bye.